Hey out there, homies. This is Sarah. And I'm Ashley. And this is Hometown Homicide. folks first and foremost i need to make an make two corrections from last week's episode of of michigan michigan jesus it's been a day i tell you it's been a week i mean it's been all of that it's been a year (laughs) shit man (laughs) hashtag bob saget yes rest in peace this year is just but but no um it was brought to my attention two things that I mispronounced the name of the town that Bob Dale went missing from. It is not Salt St. Marie. It is Sioux St. Marie. It is my deepest apologies. Some uh, people were very offended and very, very upset about it. And and it was with no intention. Well, I, I, if there is a question in my mind, I tried to look it up. And to me, S-A-U-L-T looked like salt. I didn't think there was another option. So I just went with salt. So that's totally my apologies. Even when I was talking to Scott and Kathy on the phone, he mentioned the Sioux, like referenced the, the, like the city is just the Sioux. But I took that as like, oh, it must be like a neighborhood or like area of town or something. Like in Cedar Rapids, we have Nubo. We've got Czech Village. Right. The Irish district. We just got like sections. It's like, oh, okay. Like Sue must be a whole thing, but you know, whatever. I didn't think too much about it. And then Mackinac. I knew better. I freaking knew better. It's supposed to be Mackinac Trail, not Mackinac Trail. It ended with a okay. C, but I, and I, the whole time I was writing the thing, I was like, oh, Mackinac, Mackinac, Mackinac. I'm like, let me just double check. And then I found two like separate types of locations in Michigan spelled two separate ways, one ending in a W and one ending in a C. So I was like, okay, well that one's Mackinac and one that one's Mackinac, so okay. And no, apparently it was wrong. It was also supposed to be Mackinac, so totally my bad. I apologize. Some people not from Iowa would probably say Des Moines, and it's not, it's Des Moines, so. It happens if you're not from there, you don't know the actual pronunciation my bad not done intentionally nope we want to thank everyone for the overwhelming like response about last week's episode yes thank you so much lots of input and shares a ton of shares and and listens and views on youtube and whatnot um there very well could be a follow-up in the near future about at least about one of the missing people, uh, Bob Dale. Just I might be getting a hold of some some more information. Um, so there could be an update in the near future. Just keep your ears out for that one. So, but yes, yeah. thank you so much for all of that. We're at 199 likes on Facebook. I keep waiting for it to get to 200. I'm like, man, come on. Somebody has got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so if you are on Facebook... Give us a share. Give us a like. We are also on YouTube at Hometown Homicide Podcast. Like, comment, subscribe. 
You can Hit. review us on Spotify and Apple and Good Pods. Good Pods is a new one, yes, yeah. which we are ranked right now of today for True Crime Podcast. We are ranked number 19 for Indie True Crime Podcast. We are ranked number 16. So thank you, everybody, for that. Shout out to our second patron. Yes, because we have a, a second true homie level patron. It is kid I went to kid I went to school with. <laughs> He's an adult male now with the family, but Brett H, holla at you. Thank you, love ya. And since you are one of our patrons and the only one that actually responded to the Instagram question that I had up there, um, that which case should I? Like what we should cover next or what, whatever. What we should cover. I cannot talk either. Uh, yeah. I've had a headache literally all week where I actually had to take time off work because it was so bad. So hopefully in a week and a half when I finally get to the eye doctor because I know it's my contacts, we can get this taken care of. But getting into today's, this week's, slash today, slash whatever you want it to be. Um, story is of Neil Robert Townsend has a little bit to do with some police corruption. Now this isn't going to be super long and I apologize. That's what he said. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Because there wasn't a whole lot of information. I Googled this man's name different ways in case it was spelled (laughs) differently. I did it switch the middle name and first name i clicked on every single link nothing i'm assuming you checked the newspapers thing once i told you that it was active again the newspapers were actually that they have linked yeah to the iowa cold case dot mm. org which had the most information so thank you iowa cold dot org but the newspaper articles really didn't have much because we'll get into why, cool. but it's not going to be super long. So I, I do apologize, but this is about Neil Robert Townsend. We are back in Iowa on this one, but he was born May 5th, 1946. Cinco de Mayo, baby. I did not think of that. Uh-huh. Somewhere in Iowa. Somewhere. In I no a- idea where. Hmm. Provocative. All right. Yeah. It's a But he grew up in Anamosa, Iowa, which is where he spent most of his life. Blue Raiders. <laughs> which is my hometown. That's why when Brett mentioned this, I'm like, ooh, my hometown. Sure, let's go for it. <laughs> he did graduate from the University of Iowa in November of 1973 with a, he did a training program uh, for alcoholism. It's like, it said in-service training program alcoholism center at Oakdale. So I don't know if, but it said from the university, University of Iowa. But he, basically, what he did, he worked with various industries in the city, trying to help with alcohol problems. And in January 1974, he began working full time at the Citizens Committee. <laughs> Committee. Committee. <laughs> committee an organization for whom he'd previously worked half days as an industrial counselor 
So basically, his task was to educate supervisors and foremen about the first and second stages of alcoholism so they could identify and work with employees before it was too late. And according to a Cedar Rapids Gazette article in July of 1973, he told them that someone helped me and I wanted to return the favor. Oh, that's nice. Just how amazing is that? If everyone would be like that, that'd be great. Anyways, before I get into this next part, I since he this is my hometown, and he was born in 46, graduated college in 74. I'm like, I wonder if my mom, because that's like, I believe she was born in 46. I apologize. If, uh, I don't remember. No, she was born in 48. I was just trying to think of something. Anyways... <laughs> And she's like, yeah, I knew him. I mean, I knew of him. I'm like, ooh, okay, okay. My mom knew Neil. <laughs> and she's like, oh, do you remember, like, when we lived here, his family lived over there? I'm like, no, mom, I don't. <laughs> but now this is where I'm going to, it's going to go to something else, but it will make sense. So in February 1974, there was a kidnapping of Patricia Hearst. Her grandfather was in publishing, William Hearst. Mm -hmm. And she was kidnapped in California by the Cybanese Liberation Army. They kept her blindfolded and tied up in a closet for weeks. And then basically was like trying to teach her about this, their army, which was a war against the U.S. government. They gave her an option to either they would let her like they were, they threatened to kill her multiple times. And oh. you're probably wondering why the hell does this what does this have to do with Neil? Neil? Anyways, they threatened to kill her. They kept her in a closet, but they also were like preaching their army on her. So she decided she was going to join them. She went on this like crime spree with them. Apparently, this was all happening out in California. Oh. And when police surrounded their safe house on May 17th, 1975, there was a massive shootout that ensued as the building went up in flames. The main leader of this army, DeFreeze, he was one of six of their members killed in the fire. But Patty Hearst, Mm -hmm. she was, she survived and she was at large. Mm -hmm. So this is like probably all over the headlines at this time. So Townsend had an idea, and he wanted to be involved with this case. So it enticed him to give up his Iowa job. And in early July 1975, he went to work as an officer for the Lava Hot Springs Police Department in Bannock County, Idaho. So because of this whole Patty Hearst thing, she was on, I guess, on the run for like 19 months. There was a drunk history episode that covered her case. I mean, they usually do like two or three stories, but I, that's that's kind of the extent of what I know about it is from a drunk history episode. And I was got into reading about this. I'm like, I need to focus back over to Neil. But <laughs> rabbit holes. They brought up Patty Hearst a lot, but she was the reason that he left Iowa to go to Idaho. He left his family because he wanted to see how things were going to work out in Idaho. He worked under police chief John Burris. Okay, so John Burris was a police chief, and Townsend found things were not quite as they seemed in a small Idaho community. 
We want to thank you guys so much for listening to Hometown Homicide. Make sure to rate us everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Spotify. From what I read, police would confiscate what they believed to be controlled substances, marijuana. Mm -hmm. While some of those very officers grew and sold their own illegal marijuana. (laughs) So things were like really backwards there. Mm, Yes. They probably didn't want any competition. I mean, I'm not familiar with Idaho, but yeah, that's what was going on. This And then the city authorized him credit to purchase police equipment. So that included a Colt 35 caliber pistol. Mm -hmm. Serial number 799581. Why is she telling me that? I'm sure it's important. When Townsend said he lost the pistol in the Portnuff River while on duty, the city authorized the purchase of a replacement handgun. So he bought another 38 caliber Colt revolver. Serial number 911067. Okay. At approximately 1.30 a.m. Tuesday, September 2nd, 1975, just 16 days before FBI agents captured Patty Hearst, because that was super important in this, in San Francisco, and it was just two months after Townsend joined the police force, Bannock County deputies arrived at his apartment and announced that Townsend had shot himself in the stomach with a 38 revolver, the same one that was issued to him by the local police. Hmm. Now, this was the second one that was issued to him. The gun, which should have been kept for evidence, turned up missing, but its whereabouts finally came known in a uh, case state versus Burris trial in Hmm. 1977. The police department had already begun investigating the alleged, air quotes, suicide, before any deputies called it in. Interesting. Right. Local officials bypassed standard operating procedures and conducted no investigation. They never contacted the county medical examiner to request an autopsy, which never got done. What? And that was it on Robert Townsend, or Neil Robert Townsend. Like, Damn. there's nothing else besides, like, what happened to this gun. So not long after that, Townsend's body arrived back in Iowa for burial. Secrets with the Lava Hot Springs Police Department were starting spilling across pages of witness statements. Not over what happened to Townsend, but rather over what happened to the alleged suicide, again, air quotes, Mm. gun that Townsend supposedly used to shoot himself in the stomach and what had happened to other evidence. Mm. So not only was a gun missing, but there was other evidence missing. Mm. So now Neil Townsend has already been buried in the Animosas Riverside Cemetery. Oh, he's buried in Animosa? He is. Which is a very beautiful cemetery right on the river. Damn, take a picture of his tombstone. I have one. (laughs) Oh, first thing I'm like, oh, really? No. Oh, you bitch! (laughs) I was like, how did you not tell me that? (laughs) Why didn't you tell me you talked to? That was a fun. Well, I mean, fun is a weird term, but you know what I mean. That was that was a kind of no. There's a picture of it. Surprise. 
And I did not go yesterday because we had a snowstorm. <coughs> oh, yeah, duh. If I had used my brain, I would have known that. I was just taken aback. Sorry. By the time Lava Hot Springs police chief John C. Burris landed in court, charged with embezzlement by a public officer and selling handguns belonging to the city. Oh, Okay. As the list of charges accrued, Lava Hot Springs and Bannock County residents questioned for the first time what had happened to Neil Townsend, even though they barely got the chance to meet or know him because he was only there for two months. Right. So according to State vs. Burris, Burris insisted that the pistol that Townsend used to apparently shoot himself, came up missing from his office. However, Terry Hoadley, and if I pronounce that wrong, I deeply apologize, testified that he purchased a Colt 38 caliber pistol from the defendant, Burris, in the fall of 1975 and sold the weapon soon after to a Californian visiting Idaho on a hunting trip. The latter individual returned the pistol to the prosecution. At trial, that pistol was identified as a Colt 38 caliber handgun, serial number 911067, the very same weapon Townsend had purchased after he lost his first pistol in the river. So it went missing because he sold it. Mm -hmm. That's evidence. Yeah, no shit. Every time you say Colt, I just want to say Colt 45, two zigzags. Maybe that's all you need. And go to the park after dark, smoke that tumbleweed. <laughs> During Burris's trial, complainants or the complaint alleged that def- the defendant misappropriated three Colt 38 caliber pistols belonging to the city. The serial numbers Sorry. of those pistols were as follows 922948, which was count one. Count two was seven nine nine five eight one. Hmm. The first one that he had that he lost in the river uh, somehow. Interesting. He sold it, and then obviously the nine one one zero six seven was count three. Right on. On January thirteenth, nineteen seventy eight, the jury found defendant guilty on all the remaining counts. Back in Iowa, Townsend's family never believed for a moment he committed suicide. Yeah. Their own search for answers took them from local inquiries to the county to the state level and then from the FBI and the U.S. Department of Justice to U.S. President Bill Clinton. Shortly after his death, Neil's daughter, Dawn Townsend, began what became a very long journey through local and state agencies before eventually sending an email to President Bill Clinton on December 26, 1999. Hmm. The White House forwarded copies of the letter to the U.S. Department of Justice and the FBI. After four decades, she's still searching for answers. She knows he exposed fellow officers' corrupt deeds. So basically, with this happening, is the whole reason that, you know, the chief of police was exposed. He obviously was fired along with some other officers. There are the letters to Don, his daughter, from... U.S. Department of Justice. There's also one from the um, FBI. Basically, the letter said how sorry 
They were to learn of the death of her father in 1975 and then, you know, hope your family will accept our belated condolences. But basically, there was nothing they could do is what they were saying. They had no jurisdiction. They th- There was no term for investigation on their part hmm. for Neil's death, which is super sad. And they still, you know, know nothing. If you have any information about Neil Towns' unsolved murder, please contact the FBI at 402-493-4688. Or email Omaha at ic.fbi.gov. That sucks. Like, if that happened nowadays, I feel like there would have been a higher chance of it getting looked into more just with, you know, things the were way different it is. back then. Yeah. Yeah. But that is the police corruption slash Neil Townsend story. I wish there was more about Neil. I, I my why. favorite part was that he just wanted to help people. Like but. if you're gonna if you're gonna decide that you're gonna take your own life, shooting yourself in the stomach is probably pretty low on the areas of Total shooting pole? yourself. That's yeah. What I was thinking. Um, separately, a friend of mine that is a police officer said that I would be surprised about how many people uh, commit suicide by fire. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. That's what I thought, too. I was like, Ugh. That's my fear. Like so I wouldn't terrible use idea. that. If I, I mean, mean right. I know that it's, it's a strange hypothetical type, like, conversation. But, um, but you know, if you're going to shoot yourself, I mean, it's probably number one. Not head, in the stomach. Number two, maybe in the heart, depending on how you really want to do it. But, yeah, in the stomach, that's kind of a kind of a weird one. It was, and, you know, starting oh, to, to read this and seeing that he would, t- that it, you know, he was from my hometown, but mm-hmm. was killed in Idaho, and I was like, oh, interesting, and then su- suicide or murder covered, not covered it up, but s- ruled it a suicide immediately to the missing gun. It was, it was a interesting, I just wish there was more information. Well, thank you, patron Brett, for the suggestion. But if you have anything, send it to us. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. You can email it to podcast at hometownhomicide.com. Mm, yeah, yep, Easiest yep. way to do it. Or DM us on Instagram. Our Instagram is at hometownhomicidepodcast. So is Facebook and TikTok and... Patreon. And Patreon. Twitter's Ope Murder. At Ope, O-P-E. And if you're not from the Midwest, you're like, Ope, I don't get it. It's O-P-E. Like, oh, sorry. Oh, squeeze right past you. Yeah. I I, I even mentioned today how many times I say it in a day because I almost dropped a crumb of cupcake I was eating. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I'm like, are you kidding me? I apologized (laughs) to my cat. She was walking out of my office as I was walking in and we kind of like almost collided. My cat, mind you. And I said, oh, sorry. I'm like, <laughs> did I just say that to my cat? I mean, it's just so commonly it's said. such a thing. I was. That's why to... we used it for Twitter. If you wanted some background. I was trying to find something in my manager's station drawer the other day. And she's like, what are you looking for? I'm like, I'm looking for your, for your fucking, your little comb. And she's rooting around in there, too. And she moved something. And we both see it. And we both are like, oh. <laughs> 
Like, yep, it's just a thing. Oh, we mentioned a bit ago about the the top true crime podcast that's on Good Pods. And I took a screenshot of it and shared it because it just, it's like, oh my gosh, we're feeling the love. You know, we're on the list with the See You Next Tuesday and Red Rum and Red Wine, which is kind of a tongue twister to say, but I enjoy it. Um, the the one with the Ouija board background. That's why we drink. This is why we this is why we drink. Yeah. And then, of course, Morbid was on there. So then I added everybody on Twitter. And at Ash, Oat Murder. Yes, at Oat Murder. And Ash, Ash Kelly from Morbid liked it. I texted this Ashley and I was like, oh, my God, Ash liked our post on Twitter. And she's like, what post? She's like, oh, that post. <laughs> yes. So thank you, Ash. Um, one thing I do need to tell you. Please watch Step Brothers. <laughs> Please. You need if, a if you are listening to this, and I hope someday you do, or if someone could share it with her, please watch Step Brothers. It is my all-time favorite movie. I know it's stupid, but it's like no, it's the hilarious. best. And right. I've probably seen it 889 times. I'm not counting. <laughs> but please. Because this For morning, I, I told my Ashley. My name is Ashley. <laughs> I told that Ashley that this morning at work, I was listening to Morbid's newest episode about the Phil Hart, Phil, Phil Hart, Phil Hartman murder. And when they started talking about Catalina Island and Elena's like, Catalina wine mixer. It's a fucking Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And then Ash on there was like, huh? And I'm like, what? No, you can't not know that the fucking Catalina wine mixer. I like had a conniption and I actually had to pause the episode and go to Twitter and tweet about it. Cause I'm like rude. <laughs> but yeah. So we yes. just become best friends. Yup. Yep. Do you want to do karate, karate in the, the garage? garage? Yup. Yep. <laughs> So, Ash, please watch it for me. The other Ash. Lee. Ash, Ash, Ash. There's so many Ashleys so in the ashes. podcasting world. So many Ashes. Not my fault that my name is very popular back in the 80s. <laughs> but please go watch it and then let me know if you listen to this. Did you touch my drum set? <laughs> there's so many great quotes oh, so from many. Step Brothers. So I can quote the entire movie, but... We're going to leave that to the other movie podcasts. But speaking of a movie podcast, I listened to Autopsy of a Horror Movie. Ooh, that sounds fun. And they, I listened to the Halloween Kills one, which was good. So if you're looking for a different podcast, not related to true crime, Mm -hmm. Autopsy of a Horror Movie, not sponsored. Just wanted to shout them out. I follow them on Twitter. And that's how I found their podcast. So I like horror movies as well, which we need to go see Scream. Hell yeah. Fucking love Scream, dude. Did you ever watch the show on MTV? I tried. It just wasn't like the movies. I mean, I watched it. I mean, mean, you cannot compare to that. Um, Oh, oh, did you listen to the... Shit, I don't know if it was a new or an old one since I go back and forth on Morbid. They're one that, that covers the murder that kind of inspired the movie scream no it must have been an older one it was i mean of course i love morbid but there was some things in it they're like oh i wonder if that inspired that part and then like they're like oh god yeah maybe you did it was like oh interesting it was just it was good um separately i've 
I've wanted for like a few years to do like a blog, but I didn't know how to do a blog. I've always I'm like I don't thought of blogs. I'm not a writer. I can't write like putting things from my brain to written out. I just feel like I'm not good at. So I I've also thought about doing that, but I haven't. Like I wanted to do one reviewing the B and C rate style fucking horror movies and yeah. shit that I watch all the time. So then I, think I just you would be as- great at that because you did something like that on Facebook and during the pandemic. I was going to say that was the closest I came was my pandemic or no my quarantine watch list. Yes, and I did very short blurbs of the movies and rated them. And uh, there's so many more bajillion movies I've watched and haven't rated, but yes. Um, one last shout out, and I promise I'll be done. Um, but if you are on TikTok, TikTok, oh, and yeah. you have not um, come across, it, it is literally on the uh, true crime talk. Is what their crime talk mm-hmm. is what they call it. Yes. Um, her name is Brooke, mm-hmm. and she started telling how her father killed her mother and got away with it. And I've completely spent way too much time <laughs> going down that i you know watching everyone it's very interesting yeah and i can't imagine what she goes through and what that caused for her but she followed me on tiktok <laughs> and i was super excited she almost has a million followers uh, but yeah oh, if you are looking me. for to like dive into a real i'm wheezing <clears throat> a real true crime story <laughs> told by the family member Mm. her name is brooke she's on tiktok um b nicole 324 is her username she has all kinds of information but yeah i was super excited when i got a follow back on that on my own tiktok it's true she texted me and because she was just on another podcast one i had never heard of so i of course tagged you yes and I was like, oh, my God, this could be on Hometown Homicide. And then she followed me. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> did she mean to follow me? I don't know. But she still did. Uh, we, we, we should talk to her or see if we could talk to her, send her a message or something and see if we can interview her. Yeah. And I want to listen to the uh, episode of the podcast she was on just to see yeah. what they covered and how that all so that we're not the same. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know we're new. I know we're fresh. This is only our seventh, like, weekly episode. But I feel like we're doing pretty well. I mean, just in general, we are doing well. I'm sure there's many areas that I can improve on, I feel like, but... I mean, same for me. Um, But, and I know we're probably getting a little, maybe a little ahead of ourselves, but it's fun. I have been dinking around with some merch designs that might be able to you know in a few weeks or a couple months or whatever you know if you want to support us that way and rep us and all that otherwise the support on patreon that could help us better the show or just your love and likes and rates yes just rating the show on apple podcast spotify helps tremendously because what that does is it helps us get on their chart to get seen more I've been asked, so why are you doing this? Because we listen to so many podcasts, and I'm sure we've 
explained this before, but we've listened to so many podcasts and we were so tired of hearing the same ones over and over again from different podcasts that we listened to. Uh, A pen with our hometownhomicide.com website was left at Ugly Joe's in Kansas City, Missouri today. Shout out to you if anyone finds that. Let us know. So my brother is starting a podcast with his friend, right? Right. Um, Basically conspiracy theories, stuff like that. Mm. And he's like, dude, we're going to shout you out on our podcast. Fucking better. I hope you guys have a lovely, lovely week. Hopefully no more snow for the Midwest because I'm over that already. The drifts that we got, dude. Did you see how much they got in Des Moines? I did didn't like 14 and a half inches wow like the most they've had in 50 years wow fuck that it snowed a lot i mean it, it did snow a good amount i worked and from home the so i didn't have to go anywhere so it didn't really bother me yeah it was a lot but have a good week and remember that we want to tell stories to you not about you so stay safe and this was hometown homicide <laughs>